This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hedge, um, one, when it comes to hedging, just as a general point of conversation, if it's something that's going to be like life-changing money, then sure, you should hedge. But if you made a preseason, like a couple units in the preseason, it's not really going to do that much to you. Hey, if it wins, great. If it doesn't, it's not going to hurt your bankroll. There's just no, no really point in hedging. So from that perspective, no hedge. From an objective standpoint, K-State all the way. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. K-State all the way, the Big 12 chance. Welcome back. Joe L. Joe's here in Hawksworth's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. And that was the voice, of course, of our next guest, Pam Maldonado of Yahoo Sports, the Stack of Stats podcast. She's joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Pam, before we get into anything this week, tell us, one, about your trip, your, your trip to the game itself, to watch the Big 12 championship game, and then like what it was like to watch the team you had, the ticket on Kansas State, win a wild game. So, so tell us about it and, and your, uh, your trip to that game last week. Well, I've been telling you guys that I've been cheating on my team, Texas, Hook'em Horns, all season long with K-State since preseason from July as soon as Adrian Martinez went over from the transfer portal from Nebraska. And it finally came to fruition. Like, yes, it was Will Howard who got the win in the Big 12 title game. But let's not forget that it was Adrian Martinez who got the team up to that point. And it was exciting to thrilling it was the most fun that i've had since texas won back in the day 2000 uh vince young in that the last game that i was at so i haven't had that feeling since then and it was just unfortunately it was not for my texas team but it was still so much fun the excitement the atmosphere it was my first time in jerry's world holy heck that is a big screen it was huge yeah um it was a fun stadium to be in and just like the right outcome i couldn't be happier a week later i'm still excited about it 
All right, let's get to the really good stuff. Um, I, I'd imagine that you never had so many interactions, social media, in, in a matter of 24 hours. Every time I saw you post something, like thousands and thousands of like retweets and likes. And uh, I, I, I vaguely remember seeing Kelly say something about how she was very proud of you. Uh, she's never seen you drink that much before. Oh, um, anything to that? <laughs> I know. So I have a, you guys know I'm a bodybuilder and I'm very health conscious and I just don't drink alcohol. I don't. I don't prefer it. I rather eat my calories instead of, of drink it. And so, but it was just the environment. It was her friends. She did go to Kansas State and she is a drinker. <laughs> she's a good one. <laughs> She's a good big time drinker. And so she's at the bar. Uh, one time it was, she came with me to a Texas game last season. And I think I had like a hot, half cocktail. And so she's like, oh, yeah, you're not going to drink too. I beat that mark at breakfast. Like, I don't know. So I told my coach and everything. And I was like, coach, all right, I had some mimosas, <laughs> I had some margaritas. There was not a lot of protein. <laughs> so, but it was fun. You have to live. You have to remember, like, yes, you can be health conscious, but at the same time, you have to live your life. And so I enjoyed my life for yeah, the weekend and it was a lot of fun. Sounds like my kind of trip. I need in on one of these very soon. <laughs> Let's talk about bull season and how what kind of advice and tips do you have for us, Pam, when it comes to research and betting on bull season? So bull games back in the day were a lot easier than bowl games nowadays because the transfer portal, because there's a lot of players now opting out for the NFL draft and skipping out on the bowl game out of risk from injury. So it's really become more difficult nowadays to keep track of all of the opt-outs, all of the injuries, all of the transfers. And so now there's two websites that I utilize, and one is Twitter. We use it every day, but there are beat writers for every team, and they are letting you know such and such players considering this. There's a chance that they're not going to play. There's a chance, oh, no, they're coming back actually for a fifth-year option. Now that's an option. Um, you're seeing these 25-year-olds who are still in the still playing college football because they can from the NCAA rules. But then there's another website that I use, and it's Rotowire and they are doing a really great job of as soon as a beat writer marks down who is in and who is out or who's contemplating, they are putting that information up on the website. Um, or you can follow people like me and you. Like We are doing the bulk of the research, and so make sure that you find somebody that is posting as often as they can of the players that are coming in. It becomes very difficult, but it's not unmanageable if you have the right sources. Pam, let's look ahead here to the bowl season uh, and some of these games that are standing out. And we get one in the Sugar Bowl that's interesting, a team you just watched, right? A team you were on all year, Kansas State against Alabama, who some people thought would make it into the college football playoff with two losses. They didn't. So now we get Kansas State, Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. What, what is your early read on this game? Saban against a team that, you know, had a great season and, and won the Big 12 in, in a classic there against TCU. Are you guys going to be at all surprised that I love K-State in this game? <laughs> I have been writing them no. all season long. Why would I stop now? Quarterback Will Howard, he is so good. He's more of a pocket passer, which is what we didn't see from Adrian Martinez, who is more of a mobile quarterback. But Howard has 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, can absolutely throw bombs. But what makes Howard so good and what made Martinez so good as well is that they have that one-two punch. K-State has one hell of a good run offense. And running back Deuce Vaughn, he is elite. He's 5'6", and he is so fast. You cannot stop him. Once he sees a hole, he absolutely bursts on through. He is going for that touchdown almost every single time. 40-yard, he's going to get it. He's And plus, he's a solid receiving back. And now he's having more of receiving opportunities because Howard is behind center. 
And if you look at Alabama, I know that it's Nick Saban. I know that it's the Crimson Tide and it's the SEC. But really, have they shown you at all this season that they can blow teams out of the water? Because I have not seen it. They had the one-point win over Texas in week two. And yes, that's my Texas team. But that was kind of an early signal early on that this was going to be a rocky, turbulent season. They had the narrow win over A&M, which is the, one of the worst teams in all of college. They had losses to Tennessee and LSU. And every year, without fail, Alabama is able to cover against Ole Miss. And I know this because I always bet on Ole Miss and I never get it right. <laughs> but this year it was a one-score win. So all of a sudden, Alabama is just unlike the regular Nick Saban team that we are used to seeing. This team lacks discipline and it costs the Crimson Tide all season long. They're the third worst in college football for penalties. You have K-State that's coming off of this win. They are collectively just like jailed as a unit both offensively and defensively i think they're gonna give them one hell of a game and i took it at plus four and a half the line is three and a half anything above a field goal i would take i take the money line k-state all the way <laughs> all right let's stay with your conference then uh college football playoff we have time for picks uh, we'll, we'll talk a whole lot about it before we uh before we get there but what did you think about the support that tcu is getting at open to where we are right now, that number's come down a little bit. I saw it as high as nine and a half, and at the moment, it's Michigan minus seven and a half. Yeah, so I love that TCU is getting the respect, and let's call it that it's respect. Even myself early on in the season, midway in the season, we're like, okay, the TCU is kind of frauds. They're the, they're the Minnesota Vikings here, let's be real. They're getting <laughs> a really a lot of luck playing these backup quarterbacks. But then against uh, Texas, they held Bijan Robinson to like almost no yards. And then they showed up really competitive against Kansas State. Like this is a legitimate team and it all starts with coaching. Sonny Dykes is one hell of a coach. You have Max Duggan, who's one hell of a quarterback. A couple years, a couple seasons ago, I was super high that Max Duggan um, was the quarterback and I was excited for it. Here we are two years later and I'm finally happy that the Big 12 is in the playoff game, not named Oklahoma. Um, but it is Michigan, and this is a huge mm -hmm. class up. And I know that, and I think that the line changed not only because TCU and Max Duggan is now a Heisman candidate, but it would happen. The line changed once the news broke out that Michigan's running back Blake Corum was going to be out for surgery. The line dropped to seven and a half, and it's been pretty steady since. But Donovan Edwards, the back, the other second RB two, he is he is so good. I'm talking about how good of a running back Deuce Vaughn is. Donovan Edwards is. He is great. 216 rushing yards against Ohio State, 185 against Purdue. Edwards is also explosive. You had him in both games. He had a 75, an 85, and a 60-yard run. He's been playing second fiddle to Blake Corum all season long, but all of a sudden, he had the greatest coming out party that Michigan could ever ask for. And TCU's defense is still very much vulnerable. In the Big 12 title game, they allowed 200 rushing yards from K-State. They allowed two separate running backs to break off for 40-plus yards, including Deuce Vaughn, who had a 44-yard touchdown. So it's still very vulnerable. If for me, I don't want to go against TCU, so I'm not going to have a side for this because I'm a Big 12 girl, and I want to support my Big 12 team. But for me, Michigan hit seven. Ooh, that's the side I would be looking at. Since you brought up TCU quarterback Max Duggan, the Heisman um, candidates are interesting because it seems like he has the numbers, he has the story, but it, is it going to come down to how the voters view him versus Caleb Williams? Like, is it outstanding player? Is it MVP? Like, what's your assessment of this Heisman race? So when it comes to these awards, they are stat-driven, heavily stat-driven. So yes, Max Duggan, he is an absolute baller. He definitely has the heart. So 
I don't still think that that's enough to get him the Heisman, the trophy. The only Caleb Williams is the only player to appear on all 20 ballots and get no lower than a fourth place vote. And because it is so stat stat driven, data driven, Caleb Williams has all the data. He is fourth in passing, tied for first in passing touchdowns. He has 37 touchdowns to just four interceptions. And that four interceptions really matters to me because he's been sacked 29 times. He's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in college football, and he doesn't turn the ball over. He's so good at ball protection. He's pretty elite in that area. And the dude absolutely balled out in the Pac-12 championship, where I think is where he locked up the votes, because it was clear that Williams was injured, and he still fought to the end. He was he had as much of a fight as, as we're talking about Duggan, but he has the stats to back it up. So I think it's Caleb Williams, and that's it. And it's I respect, though, that you do have other quarterbacks like Duggan and even Stetson Bennett that are in the candidate race. Um, CJ Shard, eh. But I can appreciate that they have changed it up a little bit. Pam, uh, one of the biggest games – you know, it's funny. It's not the biggest matchup this week, but I think in, in our <laughs> world, right, the betting world, the Vikings and the Lions in the NFL is probably the most interesting game because we have a 5-17 and favorite at home against a 10-2 and team. It's rare this happens – but obviously people think the Vikings aren't as good as their record and the Lions have impressed people. Where do you fall in this game with the Lions, a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the 10-2 and two Vikings? Forget the spread and take the Lions just to win at minus 120, 125. I appreciate the money line that it's that low because it makes it easier for me to buy on. But in the past four weeks, Jared Goff, and I just it's so insane to be saying these words out loud, Jared Goff is second in the league for offensive scoring behind only Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like in what world a year ago, two years ago, did that exist? So here we are. We have a Lions offense that is coming together. They are just brewing greatness over there in Detroit. They've won four of their last five games with the one loss being by just three points to the current Super Bowl favorites in the Buffalo Bills. Like also a reality. When would they have been that competitive in that type of game? We wouldn't have thought of that a year ago. But it's at the head coach, Dan Campbell. He has been such a game changer, game changer to this team between the culture change, the no-quit attitude. Why do we love backing the Lions last season? Because they fought till the last second, and they would blow up your cover. <laughs> Every time you took the favorite, they would blow up that spread, and they'd come in for the back door. This year, they still have that same quit, but now it's translating into wins. They've covered five straight games, and they lead the league. The Detroit Lions lead the league in red zone scoring percentage. Vikings defense is still trash, and just go figure, like they play zone coverage at the second highest rate in the league. Jared Goff, he's the number one quarterback against the zone. It is just unbelievable yeah. what is happening. I think I just became like a, a Lions fan. <laughs> I know uh, that happened to me earlier this week, and I trashed them as much as anybody. But, I mean, they, they deserve it, right? The defense is improving, and, and what they're doing offensively, all strong points there. Uh, so it finally happened with the Bucks. They're an underdog, even with the quarterback change of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo now out. How do you view Bucks, Niners, San Francisco favored by three in the hook? Well, I love the under in this game, and I know that it's 37, and it's scary low to be taking something that low. But you have two really mm -hmm. strong defenses, and Tampa Bay is 10-2 and two to the under this season. The Bucks are dead last in rushing yards. 
When you are a one-dimensional passing offense, you become very predictable. Turnovers become a possibility. Brady has thrown two interceptions in his last three games. Has he looked stellar? It seems like he doesn't trust his offensive line. He's starting to run the ball a little bit more, and he's not good at running the ball. <laughs> like He's thrown 5.7 yards or less in three of his last four games, and he's going up against the number one defense in the league, who against Tua Tungvaloa of Miami – who look at the receivers that they have, look at the weapons that they have, and still two interceptions, three sacks behind a vulnerable offensive line, which is what Brady has as well. And plus the Bucks defense against a rookie quarterback in his first start. If Brock Purdy struggles in the, in the passing game, then we could see the Niners run a little bit more. I think this is just going to be a defensive fight from start to finish. From And under 37, it is low, but it is warranted. I love the under. Any other? So sorry, I thought we were out of time there. Any other? <laughs> we are. Okay, I thought we like the lost weekend. connection there for a second. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, no, so okay, so I'll throw out another one. Um, how about let's okay. look at the futures market? Uh, coach of the year for the NFL. I think it is one fascinating market right now. Nick Sirianni yeah. is a rightful favorite at minus 175. Mm -hmm. And if the Eagles went out, absolutely, he deserves it. Like what the Eagles are doing this season, it's fantastic. And I haven't been a believer. I'm finally a believer. Eagles are good. So Nick Sirianni, the rightful favorite. However, I am talking about how much I love the Lions. How about yes. not throwing Dan Campbell at 40 to 1? Like, if you look at their schedule, Whoa. it's a very winnable <laughs> schedule here. You have at Minnesota, their favorites. Then you have New York, may or may not be Mike White, Zach Wilson. If they get stomped this weekend, the Jets against the Bills, well, there's a chance that we could see Zach Wilson back in the lineup. Please give me that so the Lions can destroy you. And then you have the Panthers, Chicago, and Green Bay in Week 18, which who knows what's happening with that team that deep in. So, I, I mean, at the price, at 40-1, to 1, if the Lions win out and make the playoff, uh, you got to kind of consider Dan Campbell, no matter how good every other team is. A case could be made for many coaches, but you see. What do you see in social media? Dan Campbell. What are they posting? Mm -hmm. All of those speeches. And that is getting hype. That is getting us. People like you and me, we're getting excited. So it's all about hype and awareness. And I am fully aware that Dan Campbell is it. So let's throw him into the bag for Coach of the Year. It has come full circle, this Coach of the Year discussion. From the summer oh, to man. now, back to Dan Campbell. Pam, thank you for hopping on. We'll catch you up again soon. That was Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Joe and Paul, tell us where they're at in the contest mix next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.